Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. Now enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seed Rail.
Don't say we didn't warn you. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. And I'm Aaron Illich. We're going to change things up. Um, I, I think we should start off in saying that Rebecca's probably not going to be part of the show for a while, just because she's having some health issues. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people may not know that Rebecca is diabetic, and I think that's what's the issue, is her yeah. diabetes. So Aaron and I are going to sit here for an hour and try to entertain you. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time we did a podcast, well, no, that's not true because, well, technically Rebecca wasn't actually a part of the last show, though mm-hmm. she was in the background. Yeah. I had a hell of a time trying to amplify her, you know, to hear what she was saying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, last episode, what did we talk about? The, the E3, right? Yeah. I'm just trying to keep you all straight. And so I guess technically last episode was the beginning of you and I. And then before that, we did one, which we got really deep on. It wasn't funny at all. It was the the one about autism. Actually, no, no, no. Um, I think the last one we did was, wasn't it last week when your mom came over? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And um, I'm actually surprised that she's not here because I told her. And I don't know if she told you guys. She had the kids with her, too. Uh-huh. So she's like, she's like, I'm going to bed. She's like, I don't care. I'm like, okay. She's like, well, when when you drop me off, um, she's like, well, you know the kids will be awake. So somebody will be awake. Right. So. So. Kids. <laughs> I don't know. Did she tell you about the email that she got? About what? Well, because she was part of Scene Red last week. Oh, is it the, the, the one where she said some some person says she was hot or something? Um, he he wrote in and he said something along the lines of he liked her responses. She was dead on. She had a, a witty personality. And he really liked her voice. And that's, I was going to, you know, give her a ration of shit about it. You know, this episode. But I would, When I heard that, I was like, hey. <laughs> got yourself a man right there. <laughs> She's like, please. And that's actually one of the things I do want to do still is set her down in front of a mic and just talk to her. Yeah, she's it's it's more or less along the lines of her trying to get here because once she starts talking, she's free. Like she don't care. She likes to talk. And though she said, "Oh, I I don't know what I'm doing," she knows exactly, exactly what she's she, you're talking. Yes. Yeah, it's not that hard. Yes. Long as you can open your mouth and pronunciate, mm-hmm. you're good to go. Pronunciation. Speaking of pronunciation, we're going to get into. Uh, I don't have no weird news. I looked up and I, I really couldn't find anything interesting. Um, so, one of the things that I've been thinking about doing is expanding the JZO Modcast Network. Mm-hmm. And I've been surfing through Twitter, listening to these different shows. And I'm looking for shows that are like brand new shows or, you know, maybe five or six episodes in mm-hmm. enough where they're not too far into it. Where if I say, okay, you want to join the cast and they come over to the, you know, Jason Modcast network, mm-hmm. starting over with one wouldn't be that big of a deal. So I, I'm looking at that. I'm not looking at someone who's like 230 episodes. Yeah. In, you know. um, interesting enough. When I did my research. Did you know that, there is currently 150 podcasts in the United States alone. 
no, excuse me, I said 150, 150,000 podcasts oh. in the United States alone. And it's, it's kind of, I don't know, because for me, originally, you know, it started just talking and, and whatnot, but now it's, it's kind of become such a, a business prospect for me. You know, I'm concerned about how many listeners we have, how many downloads we have. And I don't want to say that's my main drive, but, you know, being up on Stitcher, being up on iTunes is a big motivating factor for me to get, mm -hmm. you know, do this four times a week. And I think we do a pretty good job. I think we, you know, put in interesting tidbits. Even people may not know us from Adam. You yeah. Know, people that maybe didn't follow the world of myth or Herodic or, or MythWorks or anything like that. Mm -hmm. If you sit down and listen to the shit we talk about, I think it's interesting enough to say, okay, you know, this is interesting, I'll listen to it, or it's funny, or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think for the majority, because obviously you know that 150,000 podcasts are not on iTunes or Stitcher, or uh, what's the new one? TuneIn, I guess, is a new podcast network. Um, so what what are these people doing that aren't being, you know, uh, what's the word, circulated to the mass media. You know, I, I don't know. It just kind of, I mean, I'm sure there's like little kids that get on there and, and you know, yeah. make pretend that they're, pod, well, they're podcasting, but, you know, mm -hmm. they're making shit up. And But I don't think it would be in the realm of 150,000. Yeah. I would say there's probably... I would say maybe 25,000 podcasts that are in syndication right now. Mm -hmm. So that's what? 125,000 podcasts that essentially nobody's listening to. Unless it's just your friends and your family. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just don't get that. So Anyway, getting back to the, the new Jaisal Modcast uh, lineup. I'm looking for new podcasts. And wow... There's some really rough, you know, and I never thought it would be, and I know this sounds kind of critical of what I'm saying, but it's just an honest assessment of, of what I've listened to. Yeah. I never thought of myself being like a radio voice or a podcast voice or anything Old like that. Old-time radio. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it works. Surprisingly enough, it works. Mm -hmm. When I listen to it, you know, on the, on the radio... <laughs> on the radio, <laughs> on the computer, or on my phone, my voice—it sounds well. It's to anybody, the way you hear your own voice, the yeah, way you like, hear your voice coming from something else. Yeah, but I, I never really thought I had that type of a, a voice that works. And, and I'm not saying I have a great radio voice. I think Terry has a great radio voice, but not for me. But some of these guys. They need to wait and hit puberty before they start podcasting. Because they sound like this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or um, there was this one show, and I, I don't remember what it was, but this lady was on there, and she was talking about how much she's a nerd. And she was like, episode three. So I was like, okay, you know, three episodes, I can listen to that. That's not a big deal. And pretty much... What your selling point, because she's selling, her main sell is, I'm, I'm a nerd. You know, I'm a female nerd. But through all three episodes, she talked about everything but being, being a, a nerd. nerd. You know, what makes you a nerd? 
Um, it's you... like, okay, this is a big thing, and I don't know if you, you see, like, memes about it on Facebook or what, but um, a lot of a, a lot of female, quote-unquote female nerds uh-huh. say they play games, say they do things that are nerdy. But they don't. But they don't. They, they're like, oh, yeah, I like Pokemon because it's so cute. No. If you don't know what the hell an ocarina is if you don't know what the hell bowser is and sure the hell you don't know what 8-bit graphics is yeah <laughs> you're not a nerd by any means or if you don't know anything about comics you're not yeah a nerd. or harry potter or harry potter or, or lord of the rings or- yeah. <laughs> it's like i don't know but anyway i listened to the show and the lady did have a good speaking voice. Mm. You could tell she was using high high end equipment. Um, well, anybody can use high end equipment, right? But still sound like shit. But it, well, it sounded good though. But the the problem was is they were like 15, 20 minute segments, and I thought I was just being nice. Mm-hmm. And I I wrote in. I said, okay, um, you know, these are the things that I think might help you. You know, I, I said... Well, did she know, backlash? Or oh, she told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. Seriously. And I was... And I was... I presented it very nice, professional, because I think if you could find someone like that, you know, an actual nerd... Telling... Like, giving advice, that's yeah. how you can tell. Not a real nerd. Right. She's just a bitch. That acts like a nerd. Fake. I don't like that at all. That's why I like Rebecca so much, because she's real to herself. <laughs> so. But yeah, I told her, I, I said, you know, uh, you need to do longer longer podcasts, because you have to do no less than 45 minutes. That's why our podcast minimum is 45, 45 minutes, minutes, because you get to that point, well, you get to the half an hour point, and that's when you're really, the mind's starting to concept, you know, really take in what you're saying. Yeah. You know, what you're listening to. So if you're doing a 15-minute blurb, <laughs> and you're like, well, <laughs> what? Well, number one, what can you say in 15 minutes? Yeah, it's like... It's like they write down exactly what to say, and then they're reading it off a note card and shit. Yeah. And or, then they run out of whatever, whatever they're, they're saying in like 10 minutes, and then they just make up the rest of the five, and then just bullshit until like the 20-minute mark, and they're like, okay, done. See, and and that's what I I said that, you know, I said, if you're a nerd, talk about nerd stuff. Don't talk about your wife, or not your wife, but don't talk about your kids. Don't talk about, you know, uh, whatever. It it just didn't strike me as a a nerd topic. If you're going to sell yourself as a nerd, start talking about any one of the random things that we just mentioned. Yeah. Video games, movies, comics, books, board games, you know, anything that it fa- falls into the realm of nerds. I know, like, ain't nobody gonna talk about him in the fucking game. Scrabble. No. <laughs> Get all Samuel Jackson on him. <laughs> and uh, I said, you know, and for example, the look at how our mics are pointed. Mm-hmm. Our mics are pointed directly towards our mouths. You know, we're not like on it. I know. You know, there's probably, what, about six inches, six to eight inches from our mouth to the mic. Yeah. You know, but it's 
located directly towards our, our mouth. Mm-hmm. And even when we were using one mic, we'd lean in to kind of equal ourselves towards the mouth, from exactly. the mic to our mouth. That just sounds better. And I said, you need to speak into the mic. Because you can tell she was kind of had her head down and talking. Because she was probably reading some <laughs> note card. Because it, you kind of hear that reverb, you know, when you're talking down and you can Yeah, it sounds it. like you're talking in the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was just trying to be nice. And, and she wrote back and said, go fuck yourself. Exactly. You go fuck yourself. Yeah. Wow. So, but that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, um, I want neither, either being male or female, I want to find a nerd show. I want to bring someone in to replace the Saturday spot, mm-hmm. um, and make it all about being geeks and nerds. Well, I mean, I sort of want to do that, but at the same time, it's like, I'd want to, like, sit down with, like, other nerds. Right. So we can have a nerd, like, a, a gathering round table type thing. Right. <laughs> you know? Discussing nerd topics. Because, you know me, I, I, I'm always talking about comics, games, movies. And um, and that's one of the things I want to do is I want to expand the network. And there's one... Okay, if anybody out there... I'm shifting here. You probably heard it in my voice. Um, if anybody is out there and they're podcasting, I encourage you, podcast away, podcast away. But please, for my sake, and I made this mistake one time, okay? And as of right now, I've done 99 podcasts total. I did a count, okay? So out of 99, I've made this mistake once. Do not podcast in the kitchen. No. That is the worst place to podcast. Two, unless you're using like a Mac to record, because their their Mac has really good in in uh, mics, yeah. you know, built in mics. They what's well, a Mac? Yeah. But if you're recording off of like what we have, you know, a PC, get get shotgun mics, because if you don't, and you're recording off a PC with a built in mic. You sound like you're in a you can't wreck out like the rocket site. You know, that's that's probably the the biggie. Yeah. Um you know, because I, I have. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, whether they be good or bad, I've been listening to a lot of them. Well, I mean I don't I don't think you've seen our mics for the PS3. Um our mics for the PS3 are like this, but it's a headphone mic. It's just a boom mic uh-huh. that comes up with a little fuzzy on it. And if you hear the audio quality on that, it's similar to this. We now have the ability, we can record with four mics now. Yeah. So, for example, if Rebecca comes in and she decides that she's going to do an episode, you could actually bring that head mic on, Mm -hmm. and one of you guys could talk into that mic, I can talk into this mic, and somebody else can have the, the headset mic on. And it'll all completely work now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good mic. I just you have to. Uh... Well, no, I don't know, cause it has your uh, your computer has the the audio jack for the mic and the actual audio thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Cause like uh, <clears throat> this mic, like it can just go straight into the computer without. Cause I have a ghetto rig to my he- like actual headset box for the PS3. Right. So, I mean, if I just bring that mic in, it'll be fine. 
It's the. Uh, it's. She said it was a really expensive microphone. She's like never used it. She's like, I don't even think it works. I plugged in two mics that she said were broken, and they worked fine. They worked fine. Then they were headset mics. Mm-hmm. Both of them. But one's for one was originally for the PS2. Oh really? It works, yeah, it works fine for the PS3. So, speaking of PSs, um, there is a interesting statement from the CEO of Xbox. And I always thought the CEO of Xbox was the CEO of Microsoft, but I guess they're two no. different people. Yeah. And he was trying to defend the the new Xbox One. Well, you know they they lowered their price and and you can actually get used games now and the on the 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 twenty four hour online recognition thing is gone. It's gone because they had such a bad rap about it, but people still say they're switching to PS three <laughs> or PS four. I mean, well, I think it's too late. Yeah, the damage is done. It's it no. People aren't going to trust Xbox now. It's just because of that whole thing. Like, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. And then you look at the PS4, and it's like, hey, guess what we're not going to have? This, 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 this. Right. And it's cheaper. Like, get the best one. And he was talking about, you know, and it's funny you say trusting, you know, because he was talking about trusting Xbox and their quality and blah, blah, blah. I don't trust anything that's going to record 24-7. I'm sorry. That's just me. That a what? The, the Xbox, the connecting that it comes with, it records everything. Since it's audio, like, uh, recognition, uh-huh. it records everything. Oh, really? So they could put, like, some spyware in there and mm-hmm. see what people are talking about? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't trust that at all. Anything that's going to record your voice and be sent to their server... That doesn't sound very trustworthy to me. I'm sorry. It's just, I get paranoid about that stuff. Cause like, <laughs> it's gonna sound, I'm not gonna mention any names, but, uh, very, there, there are times on DC Universe Online that uh-huh. me and Rebecca, and you know, with, uh, you know, the whole thing about Justin, when, you know, she had, right, the whole I'm thing. Falling out with him. Alright. We had turned on the game. We weren't even playing, but we had the mics on. Uh huh. But I, we didn't even know we had the mics on, right? And she was sitting there cussing Justin out on the phone. Everybody in our league heard it, and they were there. Our chat box blew up. They were laughing their asses off. Everybody <laughs> turned on the mics, like, "Oh my god, what was that about?" <laughs> we're like, "Oh Oops. my goodness, yeah." And and another time, uh, a long, long time ago, one of the people in uh, our league. He left his mic on by accident and had this chick come over. Uh-huh. And they were doing it. And he forgot that his mic was on. So it was broadcasted. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, it, it's. I just think that's funny. Like, if you were to do that with the the Xbox One and it records all that, mm-hmm. come on now. That's like invasion of privacy. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I should just because I'm too fat and lazy, but mm. to get up and to move around to play a video game, that sounds like too much work. That's, well, I mean, the Wii in the, in the move for the PlayStation, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of cool because you can all have like these little instrument things to play with, you know, but to like move around with your body, like, hey, no, that, I'm too lazy. I'm a gamer. I'm not a freaking danceaholic. Right. Well, I was going to say, and you brought up the Wii, you know, Jay has the Wii in the back. Yeah. And Lacey and I, one of our favorite things to do, we haven't done it in a long time, but we used to love playing bowling. 
Oh, uh, yeah. the bowling. I like the bowling and the tennis thing. And we could sit right here on this couch. And, yes, we're swinging our arms. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Mm-hmm. Unless you're me. And, and then I get a little too into it. And I get yeah. up and I'm in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, not, like I was saying, the, um, the PlayStation Move, I don't know if you've heard of it or not. It's the little want thing that the PlayStation has. Uh-huh. And they have, uh, like, certain games that are PlayStation Move, like, Killzone, where you can buy, like, the uh, the little the gun thing for it. Mm-hmm. And then you can put the move in the trigger thing for it, and you can use the move, like, the gun That's for, cool. for the move. And it's completely accurate. So, I mean, stuff like that, it's... Xbox doesn't have that. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll make this, uh, you know, connect, modified, or whatever. But it's game it's like certain games like Killzone and you know certain Sony franchise games it keeps people coming back to PlayStation cuz with the Xbox you don't have all those titles and the same thing with Sony like they don't have all the titles that Xbox has had right because like a lot of RPGs that Xbox has Sony doesn't have right right like uh, there was a few of them like called like the, the the last remnant and lost odyssey those are probably the best two rpgs i've ever seen on xbox and i for ps3 like they should have they should have ported it over but yeah and i also read a thing um from this financial analyst uh, i think it was like cnn or cnbc or mm-hmm. something like that he was saying that he's not expecting the Xbox to be financially able to produce another upgrade, you know, new type of model mm-hmm. when it comes time for like, you know, the PlayStation 5. Yeah. You know, when it comes to that point. Because they don't think that they're going to make that revenue. They're barely making it now. They've lost so much money from making it, like, because nobody's going to buy it. Now, is it available for purchase or not yet? It's available for pre-order. You oh, can put it? money down on it and then just go pick it up on the day, but you know people are going to be outside with tents. So I mean, that's crazy. I mean, come on, tents. Midnight opening. Yep. Um, what was it? I think it was for the PlayStation Three. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There were literally people lining up at eleven o'clock at night at GameStop in Las Vegas, mind you. 11 o'clock at night to get to the midnight release. I don't think I've ever wanted something that bad. <laughs> I, I, I swear to you, the day of release, I went to Walmart mm-hmm. and the line from GameStop, mind you, GameStop is... Okay. GameStop was closer to the 99 cent store than PetSmart. Okay. And the line from GameStop was almost all the way down past PetSmart. Really? Yes. Wow. That's some serious gaming right there. Yeah. And mind you, EB Games, well, back when EB Games was still in business, now it's all GameStop. Um, but occasionally you do see them. Anyway, uh, about three miles down the road, there was an EB Games, and it was almost as bad. It was like maybe a half mile stretch of people out by EV Games too. I was like, really? And that was at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I, I mean, for me, I don't get it. I mean, even for... I, I don't think there's anything that I can think of that I would go and, 
and wait outside and go camping. You know, obviously, like when the Star Wars opens up, the new Star Wars mm-hmm. movie, you know, there's going to be people lined up. Sure. People are going to be cosplaying and everything. <laughs> people looking like Yoda and Chewbacca. And... I think I would go just to see that. I would, Not too. Not even the movie. Just I'd sit to... across from the street and just have, like, a like a lawn chair and, like, a, a cup holder and, like, a cooler with me. Have the like mics in the, the yeah. laptop. <laughs> We're sitting here at the opening. <laughs> it's funny. I just, to me, like, if I wanted something that bad, I would pre-order it. Since you have, was it like ten days to get, get it? Well, if you pre-order it, then once it comes out, you just walk in, grab it, and walk out. Yeah, right. Well, that is if you don't like if you put all the money down on it. Uh huh. Like when you pre-order it, you just walk in, get it, and walk out. Other than that, like if you pre-order it, they have it there. Like you put some money down on it. Uh huh. But you have to go in and pay for the rest. You would still have to wait in line. Yeah. So I mean, like. So why don't people just pre-order shit? It'd be more convenient. Yeah. Like, oh, I gotta go in and get it now. I gotta go in and get it now. It's like, no, but just pre-order it, dude. <laughs> just pre-order it. Like, that's what I would do if I had money. I would pre-order just a basic system mm-hmm. with, like, two controllers. Now that'd be it. So, I, mean, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Um, and this is what I gotta laugh about real quick. Okay. Okay, I went on to GameStop. And I was looking at all the pre-order things for the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. And what got me rolling was that they have these pre-order bundles, quote-unquote bundles. And uh, <laughs> they're not even, like, a deal. It's like, oh, it comes with a game. But it's like, instead of it being 400 it's $460. So you're paying for the game anyway. <laughs> right. That's stupid. That's... Is that how much the games are going to be? Is like 60 bucks a pop? They're 60 bucks a pop right now. Are they? For PS3? Yeah. Well, see, I go and I buy like used games. Yeah. And old Like brand games. new games. Well, brand new games right now, are, like since they already announced it, they're going down. Like they're already 50 bucks. But originally they were $60 brand new. $59.99. See, I think the only game that I would actually purchase brand new is the Batman, Batman. Arkham Origin. Other than that, I don't if see you, myself. If you pre-order that game... Mm-hmm. Just for like the uh, the Xbox, I think yeah, for the Xbox, you can you get like a you play you can get missions to play as Deathstroke. Oh really? Yes, that's what I'm saying. If you pre-order stuff before it comes out, the mm-hmm. bonuses help a lot because it adds just it adds to the replay value. I don't know where I think it was on the, the nerd. I I have and I think it's you or Rebecca. Um, go to this page too. It's like. Nerds, geeks, and other shit on Facebook. I think that's her. Uh, they were talking about how if you pre-order, you can get the Adam West Batman. Yes, costume. you can get the Adam West Batman and the um, I forgot what the other one is, and it's gonna be PlayStation exclusive. It's the one where uh, what was it? Batman. It's the Black Batman. You know what I'm talking about, right? Um, Terry McGinnis, that one? Mm-mm. Batman Beyond? No. African-American Black Batman? No. No? Well, you get... I can't, I can't remember... He's what... actually a character? Yes. He, he took over for Batman. I didn't know this. Yeah. he. Uh, in one of the stories, I can't remember which one, probably somebody will 
Um, anyway, uh, they they have the special costume for him, and it's like the Batman's all like it looks like Bane almost, like the way he's like dressed, like really buff, and it's got like this uh like eerie look to it. <laughs> it's cool. Do you got your phone? I don't. Uh, Zoe's got my phone watching Mickey Mouse. I was gonna Google it because I'm curious to see. So it's called Asriel. Yeah, that's Asriel. that's. See, I didn't know. I I didn't know what nationality he was. Somebody was telling me the, like the background about it. Cause I, I I had no idea. He was like, well, basically, is he was one of basically like the Black Batman under, mm-hmm. and then like I showed you the whole Batwing thing that they just came out with that, right? <laughs> and basically, what was it? I think uh, that. The whole trend of like the Af- the whole African American Batman type thing. Mm-hmm. I think people like that idea. I don't know. I, I to me, I, I like that idea too because you know the whole Batwing, right? Where he's got like the whole mechanized suit. He's just something that Batman is at the core is <laughs> gadgets, right? And to me, it sort of looks like like Iron Man Batman. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. He kind of looks like Bane because. That was around the same time Bane was introduced because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what happened to that book. I I, mean, I think I might have actually sold it. Um, I had the Nightfall book, yeah, where Bane breaks Batman's back, back. yeah, and then I wish right... they would have done a better thing about that in the movie. I, I just sorry. To... Oh, you mean um, in the... Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, you know. I know a lot of people said, oh, that's a great interpretation of Bane, but I'm like, no, it's no. not. Bane is, what, he's like seven foot, eight foot tall and, and huge, I mean, muscular. Yeah, he's like, he's almost seven foot tall, buff, and then once, you know, Bane, everybody knows, Bane uses Venom. Right. Once that Venom hits the stream, he gets like ten foot tall, and this person starts to look like a building. Right. And he's just so big and muscular. Well, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. With and as silly as it is, the the best interpretation that I've seen of it thus far is... Um, the old the school Tim Bat- Burton Batman. Yeah. Yeah, that was the best interpretation because it yeah, looked like Bane. Exactly. And that's why, you know, when you go back and you look at it, the new movies don't really correspond to the comics. It's all Hollywood. Yes. And then you look at Tim Burton, like, stayed true to the comics, you know? Like, even the, even if you had Arnold Schwarzenegger is Mr. Mr. Freeze, Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> and Alma Thurman is Poison Ivy, right. like, you still have some, some of the best actors of their time being in Batman. Right. And like, what was it? Um, I think we looked up, uh, that one Batman movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. next one that was supposed to come out, I would have probably, like, with uh what was it uh Robin Williams or uh or uh oh, I can't think of his name it's on the tip of my tongue too um Bill Murray Murray yes Bill Murray I was gonna say Ghostbusters yes <laughs> but yeah but yeah, that would have been that would have been funny well because it was Harley Quinn instead of Harley Quinn being his lover he was supposed to be his daughter yeah which interesting enough you know they just came out with 
the Joker's daughter in the comic book. Mm-hmm. And I guess she's more psychotic. More than... psychotic than Harley Quinn, yeah. I mean, have you started reading the new 52 comics? I have. I've read some 52. I have some of my... You introduced me into comicology. Yeah. And I, I've been reading through comicology. I, I found that app just randomly. I was like, I wonder if there's any like different apps for this. Because you know how you got the Marvel app, you got the DC app, and then the comicology one is all of them. Right. So I was like, yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> um, I started reading the all-new X-Men. Mm-hmm. And though back in the 90s, I, I didn't like Brian Michael Bendis as a writer. Mm-hmm. And actually, to be honest with you, all the way up until recently when he did the, the scroll invasion, yeah, I didn't like that. But I heard that he did an X-Men, and he took it in a whole new direction. He's doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like... I, I really don't care for his writing, so I'll just give it a shot. And it was 99 cents. It was a Monday, so mm-hmm. you know I got it for 99 cents. And I read it, and I was like, oh, wow, this is really good. Yeah. And as of right now, because I'm, I'm buying them in chunks of five because it's mm-hmm. cheaper, um, I've read uh, issues one through ten so far. And it just came out with 14, so next month in... I think the late... No, it will it be this month. Like late July, maybe early August, they'll come out with 15, and then they'll come out with a chunk of five. Mm-hmm. And then I'll catch up on it. But it's it's really... And I, I, I like the fact that... And I explain this on Who's the Boss, because mm-hmm. the last few episodes, I've just been talking about being a nerd and a geek and kind of refining myself as that type of person. Mm-hmm. And I talked about reading the e-comics... And before, and you've read traditional comic books, you know mm-hmm. what I'm about to say, is even though you're you're looking at one panel, you're reading that one, one panel. You know, panel, your perception is still the entire page. Yeah. So you're still seeing everything, even though you're focused on one particular and that, panel. And that's why I like the e comics, because it focuses on each specific individual panel. panel. Yeah. And that's what I was getting to is I really like that because it, to me, it seems like it builds anticipation. It builds, and then you get to the like the climax, and you're like, ah, oh, ah, oh. yes, <laughs> like beating the game for the first time. You're like, ah. Oh. And one of the things that I like too is the the initial story mm-hmm. of the new X Men, because I've been saying this for a year. I, I I said, ever since Grant Morrison got a hold of it, he just fucked things up. Mm-hmm. And there's <laughs> no way what. <laughs> Said <laughs> Grant Morrison. I mean, he thought of Robin. Oh, <laughs> uh. um, you know, there was no way to fix things. Well, Brian, make Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. My hats off to him. He came up with a way to fix it. Mm-hmm. And he, well, first, whoever made Cyclops a bad guy, I just I didn't like that. I don't like. And because not only did they make him a bad guy, they made him crazy. So the complete me coming back into it after like four or five years of not reading, yeah, and me being a fan for twenty something years of comic books, being a particular fan of Cyclops for twenty something years, yes, yeah, uh, like, and then going back into it and and finding a complete personality change was kind of hard. But then they brought back in. Okay, spoilers if you haven't read it. In episode one of the new all new X Men, Cyclops has joined Magneto and 
Emma Frost, and Magic, which is Cyclops, or not Cyclops, but um, Colossus' sister. Mm-hmm. And they're starting a revolution against the humans. They're the bad guys. Uh, Hank McCoy, who's the beast, he's yeah. evolving even more, and because of his him evolving, he's dying. So he did something that he promised he would never do, and that was go back in time and mess with history. He broke his promise because he didn't want to die. Um, and he said the only person that he knew that could save him mm-hmm. was him. So he goes all the way back to the original 1963 X Men and take the 1963 X-Men and bring them to 2013. And so now there's the original 1963 X-Men and the X-Men that we know of today. And essentially what's going to happen, it hasn't got to that point yet, Mm -hmm. but you know that somehow the original X-Men are going to replace the current X-Men. And it's going to be... It's it's almost like a Star Trek, you know how like they they took the original uh, characters of Star Trek and they kind of brought it in and brought a new story to it. Mm-hmm. That's um, what they're doing with the X Men. I thought it was it, it's so far it's really good. I would be interested. In it. Bad money, I definitely. <laughs> well, and that's another thing too. Like I've been trying to get my hands on uh, the Injustice comic because I, from what my friend has told me, it's really good. Uh, Wait, he, they made a comic book after the video game? They made a comic. Well, I think, was it... I don't know if they made it after the video game or if they made it before the video game and they made the video game. Uh-huh. Because it, it sort of seems like it would be. It corresponds some yeah. way. And um, from what I understand, Superman kills Joker. So I was like, mm-hmm. I want to read it. <laughs> really? This, instead of Batman, it's Superman. Yeah. I seen a panel with it. He showed me this panel. He's like, I was like, look what I got. I was like, what? He goes, look. And he posted, because we were in the uh, PlayStation chat, and you can show pictures and stuff like that while uh-huh. you're video chatting. He posted this picture up on there, and it was a picture of Batman killing Superman. I mean, Superman killing uh, Joker, and then Batman's in the background like, <gasps> like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, he's got this, like, distraught face on him. He's just like, <gasps> so what does he do to kill the Joker? He just takes his hand, puts it straight through his heart. Really? Yes. That's what, like, turned me on about the whole thing. I was like, what? I was like, I gotta read this now. Like, you can't just leave me hanging like that. Yeah, that's wrong. Uh, and the the way the, the animation is, uh-huh. it looks... I don't know how to explain it. It, it looks... It, I mean, it looks really good, obviously. But I forget who the illustrator is, but it's really good. Like the way that the, the illustrations are panel by panel. Yes, and I will say like NetherRealm Studios has done a great job with it, which is of course the people that you know they made uh, Mortal Kombat Nine, which huh. is the new Mortal Kombat, which is the same people that made the Injustice game. Oh, okay. So NetherRealm Studios, I is just out there, man. Have you seen the new Superman movie no. yet? It's out already? I've seen it. You have? Yeah. Oh. Is it I, in the theaters? It's in the theaters. Oh. But I, I, I got a pre-advanced Oscars copy. Oh. I want to see it. I, I was just curious because we could have kind of linked what you were just saying in with the movie. 
of Superman. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, just, I thought it was going to come out later this year. I didn't know that. No, next up is The Wolverine. Oh, really? I want to see that one, too. Wolverine's coming out this month. Really? Yeah, it comes out July... July 20-something. I need money. I need money. It's going to be good. I'd want to go see, like, the Superman movie and then go see the the Wolverine movie at the same time. (laughs) Oh, yeah, make it all. Yeah. Um, It's funny because... um, when I was doing a podcast with Terry, you know, Sheer Darkness, mm-hmm. he wanted to know a little bit about the Superman movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, normally, well, with Sheer Darkness, I listen mainly to what Terry's saying. I, I put in my two cents here and there, but it's mm-hmm. his show, so he does most of the talking. Well, when he asked me about the Superman movie, I went on a, a small tirade. I, went, I think I, I finished out the episode... <laughs> You know, and then I actually got a few emails saying, well, what they wanted more. So I ended up doing an entire episode on Who's the Boss about the Superman movie. And though people are probably, if if anybody follows from show to show to show, they're probably really tired of me talking about superheroes and being a geek at this point. Probably. (laughs) Like, enough. (sighs) But... I'm not going to give you no spoilers, mm-hmm. but just know that it's not your traditional Superman. Good. It works. It's <laughs> very good. It's very well. It's Zack Snyder. He does a great job. Mm-hmm. But it's not Superman. It's recreating Superman for the modern day. Because you got to think, what was Superman came out in 1938? Yeah, and they stuck to that mold for seventy something years. Seventy. Mm-hmm. 70- 70 Well see that's what I that's, that's, like that. to me that's what I was talking about the Batman movie they've adapted it to modern time like they they it's all Hollywood right and that's what I was saying like they don't do it for the sake of the comic they do it for the sake of originality when they come to things and that's why the Batman movies are so successful I mean even though it doesn't follow the comic it just follows its own way but it works right and that's what I like about it. And that's what the Superman movie does. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though the the hardcore Superman fans are just like really, no, yeah. <laughs> I remember when the movie opened. Um, mm-hmm. I got I, I follow a tweet, and somebody retweeted Mark Wade, and I don't know if you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Mark Wade is a writer. He did Superman as a comic book for years, and uh, he said something along the lines of. If you heard that loud boom, that's my heart breaking kind of thing. You know, oh. Like hash mark Superman movie or some shit like that. Now, that's a little extreme, I think. You know, and, and even for me, and, and I can kind of have my experience because as an X-Men fan, the last, out of the last... It's like four, you've seen so many, like things happen to the x-men where it's gotten to the point where you know like i could write an encyclopedia about yeah like you can literally tell a difference between one comic from the other just by the cover yeah yeah. and out of the the last four x-men movies well out of all four movies there was no no cadence at all no it does not follow the book at any of the books at all 
But unfortunately, three of the four were just really bad. Yes. They were bad. I think X-Men First Class was the only one that was, like... It was decent. Yeah. Um, and, it, again, it did not follow the comic books yeah. at all. But it was a decent movie for what it was. So, and, and I wasn't on Twitter, like, you know, you can hear my heart breaking or, you know, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I took it for what it was. It was a movie using the Interpreted characters. Interpreted by that, Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, that's the way I say it. It's like, comic book movies are movies interpreted by Hollywood. The way that they want people to see the comics. Like, oh yeah, did you see that movie? Yeah, did you read the comic? No. Well, then you don't know the story. Right. Well, and that's the thing with Hollywood, and it's all about bucks. You exactly. Know? They're not going to just alienate the non-comic mm-hmm. readers because they want to make, you know, what what is Superman... Well, Superman costs like $250 million to make, and they're they're looking at like a, a 3 to $4 billion profit. Jeez. You know, and if you stuck with the... the the original concept you're not gonna make that much no because it's like copy and paste like right. why would you want copy and paste when you can have originality interpreted by hollywood <laughs> right and i i get that i do and the older i get the more accepting i get mm-hmm. uh, because i do have to admit when i walked out i was in arkansas when i seen the very first x-men movie mm-hmm. i was spitting nails boy i was just like no so horrible <laughs> <clears throat> my big hang-up was Cyclops. Again, because my, my favorite character is Cyclops. Mm-hmm. And they might, made him such a wuss. Yeah, they made him a bitch. Yes, yes, <laughs> they, made yes, him a they did. <laughs> and, um, you know, that, I did not like that. I don't like it either. Especially with, like, the whole... I, the only thing that I, like, I really liked was the whole Halle Berry, Halle Berry Storm thing. She pulled it off, yeah. Yeah, like, she pulled it off. Wolverine's a fag. Scott Summers is a bitch. Rogue was somewhat adequate, but she's still like whiny. Yeah. And uh, I forgot what his name is. Jean um, Grey. Yeah, Jean Grey. They made her too old. Yeah, they made her too old. And um, I can't remember his name. Xavier. Yes. Peter. Patrick no. Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Wow. I- Going Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> I was gonna say Peter something. I was like, Peter no. Parker. Peter Parker. <laughs> which which reminds me, like going off subject here. Um, you know, you were talking about that whole uh uh thing with the Spider Man, how they were switching minds and stuff like that. Uh huh. I, I don't know where to read that at. Is it on the Marvel site, or do you have to buy it, or what? What? The whole like uh it's comic in- words. Or is it a free comic? No, it's uh, it's actually seven bucks, really? just for the comic book. It's uh, Amazing Spider-Man seven hundred. Oh, and they was they call it they he calls himself what the Superior Spider-Man? Or yes, like that? yes, That's funny. And then like uh, I picked up an old game informer that we had laying around there, and I was reading it, and I was flipping through the pages, flipping through the pages, trying to find something, and then I find this page where. It talks about like all these different things that came out, and it, it, one of them was that, and then another one was um, uh, I think it was they were talking about um, Batman: A Death in the Family. Oh, that's a good book. 
Yeah, and he was talking about uh, not not the Grant Morrison remake, but the no. original, the yeah. 1986 one. Yeah, and then they they were talking about that, and they were like, well, they, they were describing it as like Batman slowly loses his mind over uh, Tim Drake. Yeah, Tim Drake. You know, I can't even remember what, what it was saying, but it had a picture of like Batman's head, uh-huh. and then like a, a red mask breaking around his head breaking around his head uh-huh. and it was like him going insane he's like ah. you know why that is right uh-uh. the red mask well I know the red the red hood it's supposed to be the red hood oh red hood yes is yeah. is Tim Drake and that's what I like because I don't know if you you, uh, you read I can't remember what it's called but it's got the red hood it's got starfire and it's got um, his name, Arsenal. I think his name's Arsenal. I don't know if you read that or not. But it's basically they formed their own alliance. Uh-huh. And it's a comic book about that. Really? Yeah. I, I, it got me intrigued because <laughs> Arsenal's supposed to be like, um, I don't know if that's his real name or not, but I think that's what his name is. Anyway, because I just skimmed through it. Um, basically, he's supposed to be like uh, the red green arrow. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He's got like a bow and all these different gadgets and stuff like that. And then, of course, Starfire, you know who she is. Yeah. And she then... originally, she originated from the Super Friends, from the, the 1980 mm. Super Friends. Yeah. She wasn't in comic books before. Uh-uh. Then. And then she somehow made her way into Teen Titans. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I also noticed that there's a, a Red Robin, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the story is on that. Me neither. I guess there's a Red Robin. Red Robin. <laughs> so I guess we got pretty pretty geeky and nerdy this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... I don't know. I, to me, it's like... Why watch TV when you can read? I've been doing a lot of reading. I've been... I told you about the... You know, the mishap with the Yotnum script. Yeah. I haven't gone back to it. It's just been... It's just heart is just broken. It's like uh. the only good thing is now I I have some new ideas mm-hmm. for the script that I'm actually going to go back in and kind of put back put into even pieces that I've already written. I'm going to add it in mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of cement things more together, make things a lot more sense. Yeah, um, it's it's coming together. And I've actually even started kind of a business plan on how we're going to promote our Kickstarter. Go ahead. I was going to say something, but uh, I was going to say, you know, it's funny because since you've even mentioned Kickstarter, Uh I've seen so many different, I don't know, it's like not businesses, but like products from Kickstarter. Like, cause I, I don't know, um, I was telling you about, like, I listen to these music podcasts called the Going Quantum Podcast, where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, different genres of music, and it's just straight music. You know, he gives you, like, the lowdown on who's gonna give you the guest mix, and what kind of mix he's gonna do. He's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And usually there's this voice in there, and I, I've actually talked to her, uh, before a while back, she probably doesn't even remember me, but, um, I used to talk to uh, some of the DJs from Monster Cat Media, uh, like 
the fix uh i used to talk to his manager i talked to um zealot um and some of the other artists and uh what this woman's voice whenever she comes on she's like you're listening to the going quantum podcast you know i listened to her voice and then i i heard her actually talk and she's like she talks the way she talks like when she's saying that it's she not just like a facade voice. or anything yeah and she's making she she's doing this thing for kickstarter i guess she's making or, or she's got her own um like name now like label type uh-huh. thing is she in going quantum he po- he posted it he's like uh you know you know this is nikita you know she's gonna be doing her own thing now but she's still gonna be doing the whole going quantum thing with us and she's got her own project thing. And I, that's what I was looking at before I came over here. Uh, and your mom's just like, oh, you know, it's ready to go. Like, oh, all right, whatever. But, you know, I seen that and I was like, Kickstarter. And I was like, wow, you know, this Kickstarter, they're, these investors are probably getting rich. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, wow, I mean, it must be really good. I seen it coming. Yeah. I was just like, it's like a new wave. It is, and it's it's really exciting for. <clears throat> I'll explain I'll explain this more to you off air because I, this is something mm. you know this is business, so I don't want to talk about it on, on you know our podcast. Mm. But I, I have a really strategic move, and this isn't to promote the movie. Mm-hmm. This is to promote the Kickstarter, and. If we can go through this avenue, which I'm almost 100% positive, as long as we come up with cash to, to pay for it, mm-hmm. um, we, we should have no problems finding the funding that we need to, to make this happen. Mm-hmm. But episode 30, I actually plan on talking more about uh, the Yotnum project because there's some things that I want to talk to you about. And I figured episode 30 is a good round number to, to start with that. Yeah. So we'll do that. All right, kids, that's it for this week. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Aaron Illich. And if you're a Rebecca C. Lofgren fan, you're probably going to be seeing Red for a long time. Yeah. Have a good night. Welcome to Seeing Red. you.